welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Hodot Halevavot, Tutis of the Heart by Rabbi Baia Ibn Pakuda. And we're in the chapter 3 of Serving God. And uh, today we're going to talk about the, the initial queries of the mind to the soul. So we learned uh, last week how important it is to feel responsible towards everything that Hashem has done for us. Like if you look at your life and you look who you are, where you come from, what you, your life has been, uh, what type of a personality you have, what are your gifts, everything you have, the goodness Hashem has given you, you're going to come to realize that you're responsible in life, that you have something that you have to do here, that you don't just come here to take advantage of the world, you come to give to the world. But today, we're going to talk about the intellectual stimulus that God gave us. God gave us a brain. He gave us a seichel. He gave us intelligence. And uh, this is God's reminder to man that through our intelligence, through our intellect, that Hashem gave it to us for one reason and one reason only. And it is to, uh, to know Him, to come to know God. So people think that their intelligence is to be a genius in calculus, to be a genius in biology, in chemistry. Yes, all that is amazing. But the whole purpose of our intelligence is to get to know Hashem. And it can be through calculus, and it can be through biology, and it can be through medicine, and all these areas. But in reality, it's to understand that God is in everything. So the, it comes from God to one who has made the Torah the light of his path. When he attains to the limit of his intellectual ability and the utmost clarity of his perception, when he yearns to gain the favor of the Almighty and to ascend the heights of the pious. So when a person, anything he does in life, he has Hashem in, his, in, in front of him and he knows that everything is to know him. For example, a businessman. He's in his business all day. He's working all day. But if he's a person that is righteous in business, he's not uh, stealing money from his, the people who buy from him or the people who sell, sell him or, or the people that work for him. And he's very righteous with his money. He's very correct in the way he pays his, uh, his, um, he, the people that work for him or the way he pays everything he has in, in his money power. He's very righteous with it. He knows God. This is a person that knows God through his job. A mother that takes care of her kids that you would think, okay, this is such a uh, job like a mother. But in reality, it's the biggest job in the world to be a mother. But if a mother understands that she's bringing up the next generation, that that child that she has, Hashem entrusted to her, is God's child and she's the one that is responsible for his welfare and she's taking care of him and she's making sure that he's clean, that, he's, that he eats, that he's taken care of, that he learns, that he's, all he needs, she's giving to him the love he needs, the nourishing he needs, everything, this is a person that knows God. So. What he's saying here is that these are the means by which a man can realize the aim of the intellectual stimulus. He should have a clear grasp of what the Creator has implanted in the human mind, namely adoration of the truth and the contempt of falsehood, preference for righteousness and avoidance of injustice, and paying the good with goodness and praising them, while repaying the wicked with wickedness and condemning, condemning them. 
So a person who comes to know God through his life is a person that is always going to be in the right way, in the right path. So when these concepts are clearly established in a man's soul by way of his intellect and power of perception, his intellect will have become sound and his perception strong. And this is a person that will come to appreciate the favors that God has bestowed on him. He's going to see his life like, okay, I, I, never, I never imagined in my whole life that I, I was going to deserve this. It, this brings me to mind, my grandmother, she married very, very late, like in her 40s. And she had my mother in her, four, when she was like 43, my aunt, she was maybe 41, and my other aunt, maybe she was like around 45. And she never thought in her whole life that she was going to see grandchildren. She didn't in her mind, she said, this is it, I'm never going to see grandchildren. And she not only came to see grandchildren, she came to see great-grandchildren. So she passed away 87 years old and she came to see a whole bunch of great-grandchildren. So this is a person that had no expectations of life. This is a person that everything that God gave her was a humongous gift. She never in her life even dreamt that she could have all this. And she was such a grateful person towards Hashem and loved Him tremendously. So a person that lives with this way of mindset and is not a person that is expecting, 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 uh, it's a person that is going to live in a very high way. And his mind recognizes an ob uh, as obligatory repaying benefactors with good and choosing justice. So a person like this, his whole life is not going to be enough to repay Hashem for all the goodness. So when he realizes that he has, hasn't the power to do so, and the Creator does not need him, he will be bound to humble himself and to be lowly and small in his own sight. And this is something that is very interesting. I remember many years ago, um, I asked a, a Rebetzin that what happens if I want to do a mitzvah, I want to do a certain mitzvah, for example, I want to go and visit the, the sick people, and that day I can't go and visit sick people because my own child was, is sick and I have to take her to the doctor, so I cannot do the mitzvah. And she said to me something that, it's been with me my whole life. She says, Margie, the people that are going to be visited, that Hashem has a visit for them, are going to be visited by you or by someone else. They're going to get their visit. The mitzvah, if your intention was to go and do the mitzvah, even if you don't do the mitzvah, but your intention was to do the mitzvah, is counted as if you did the mitzvah. So this really put me in that mindset of humility, like, yeah, you know, the moment I can do a mitzvah, really, it's a merit I have. That God gave me this merit that I am able to do this mitzvah, that I'm able to go and visit this person, that I'm able to help this other person. It's not like, oh, I'm such a great person that I'm helping. No, it's that God gave me the opportunity to me. He entrusted it to me, and that gives you a lot of humility. So here, <coughs> here he finishes off today. And this chapter will finish off in this way, in which there's going to be um, queries of mind and the soul, that the, the, there's going to be questions between the mind and the soul. And the mind asks the soul, is it clear to you and firmly understood that you are pledged to your Creator for His kindness and belong to Him because of His abundant grace and great favor? And the soul answers, yes. And the mind asks, because this is a whole 
war in our lives is between the soul and the mind. And so the mind is, is asked, is it your intention to repay at least part of what you owe the Creator? And the soul answers, yes. And the mind asks, but how is it possible for you when your longing for Him, for him is weak? When you, you don't have such a yearning for Hashem, how can you repay Him? Uh, for only He longs for health can bear the bitterness of the medicine, but he who does not long for health will not submit to the severity of the treatment. So a person that wants to be healthy will take whatever he needs to take to be healthy. He doesn't mind if it tastes bad, if it, if it makes him feel bad. He'll do whatever he has to do in order to be healthy. But if a person is not longing to be healthy, he will not do anything. So the soul answers, my desire is strong and, and my concern is great to repay as much as I can of what I owe my God. Therefore, and continue to encourage me. And the mind says, if you are telling the truth in what you are saying, the treatment may be successful in your case, but if the truth is not as you put it, you will succeed only in deceiving yourself. So here he explains, it's like when a person goes to the doctor and he doesn't tell the doctor the whole truth about what he's feeling. Like for example, today they ask you, do you do drugs? And a person sometimes would be ashamed. They would say, no, I don't do drugs. But in reality, he does drugs or he drinks alcohol during the week. So uh, he's deceiving the doctor, but at the same time, the person that he's really deceiving is himself because he's not gonna be able to be treated in the right way. So the soul says, and how can it be determined whether my longing is strong or weak? And the mind says, if you're longing for him, comes after the clear realization of how great is the debt you owe him, how little it is in your power to repay it, and that your neglect of it brings you ruin. While your diligence in, the, in it secures your salvation, and your life then your longing is genuine, and your desire ardent, but if not, it is false. So what he's saying here is that if you really have that longing for Hashem, and it's a true longing, then you're gonna repay Hashem Hashem with everything you have. And the soul says, so long as I, as I was prompted by the history of former ages gone by, my desire was never other than weak, and my longing was a deception. Until the truth of what you have spoken became clear to me intellectually. At first it became clear to me by the way of the Torah's inspiration, and afterwards by way of rational demonstration, it was then that my longing became genuine and my desire pure. So what Rabbi Pakuda is teaching us here is that intellectually it's very important to use our intellect in this type of contemplation of, of God because the intellect is what's going to power the soul to do what it needs to do. It, it's going to guide it to go in that direction. So it's very important what you put in your head, the way you look at the world, what you contemplate, because this is the way you're going to go. It, where the head is, that's where you're going. So what you think is what you feel. So interesting what Rabbi Pakuda has to teach us. So I leave you here and I wish you a good week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.